Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Today, we're talking with tradeswoman and businesswoman Lindley Oaks of Wild Oaks Creations. Lindley is a carpenter and lumber saleswoman based in Jacksonville, Florida. She started out in a corporate office job and then made the switch to trades as a construction site assistant. Within a week, she was promoted to builder and she trained as a carpenter for three years, building docks in marine construction. She then expanded into the sales side of the business and is now also a saleswoman for Dex and Docks Lumber Company. Lindley also started her own woodwork company, Wild Oaks Creations. She was recently nominated as a top woman in hardware and building supply and featured in Hardware and Building Supply Dealer Magazine as a rising star. Well, hello, Lindley. Welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy you were able to join us today. I really appreciate you volunteering and stepping up and offering to do this because as some of our listeners know, I was out with COVID for a couple of weeks and got kind of behind in my recording and we had to shuffle around some of our guests and I've been wanting to talk to you, Lindley, for a while. We did a little feature on you a while back for, I think it was Tradeswoman Day. So I'm glad we're finally getting to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, me too. You've been in the Hazard Girls Facebook group for a long time. I'm just curious, how did you originally find Hazard Girls? It was probably about a year or two ago. I was kind of on social media looking for other women and other groups that kind of did what I did. And that was kind of the whole point of me starting my Instagram account was to be able to connect and network with other tradeswomen. And that's how I came across it. I love that. Yeah, I, I know you've been with the group for a while and I've been following along on your journey on your Instagram page. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about how you even got involved in this. Uh, I read in the article that was in Hardware and Building Supply Magazine that you knew about jobs like nursing and other jobs that women typically get funneled into, but you hadn't really thought too much about carpentry. How did you first become interested in it? I mean, I've always been handy growing up. My dad, he was always doing something around the house and projects and my mom's really creative as well. So I get it from both of them, but I never really thought that I could get into anything like that, especially without any sort of formal schooling or training. I just worked in offices my whole life and went to college for a couple of years for teaching and nursing and didn't like it. Ended up not finishing because I didn't want to spend money on a degree I didn't like. Yeah, I just worked in offices for a really long time until I got a chance to work at a marine construction company with a friend of mine. So I quit my office job and took a chance and it's led me here. That is so cool. So your friend um, was working already on a, a job site and they thought it would be a good idea for you to join them. Tell us. Yes. Yeah, he was a project manager for a marine construction company. And, you know, he and I were talking and he knew I wasn't happy where I was, you know, in the corporate world. So he said, well, why don't you just join us for now until you find something you like better? We'll hire you. 
you know, you can help around the site, run errands for us, go pick up materials. You know, I never expected it to turn out to what it is now. So you just started out as an assistant. You were you were doing typical assistant stuff on the job site. But how does that turn into building? Yeah, so it was a pretty small crew. There was only three or four guys working for the company at the time. And by the end of my first week there, two of them had unexpectedly quit Mm -hmm. and they were short staffed. So, you know, I told them I know how to run a saw. I can take measurements. I can read a tape. If you guys need anything cut or handed to you, you know, I can help with that too. And that's where it started. And probably within three days into it, they were like, wow, you know what you're doing. Like you're hired as a builder. You knew what you were doing just from watching your dad and your mom? Yeah, just doing projects my whole life. I had done a lot of home remodel on my own home. You know, I've tiled, I've done a little bit of plumbing here and there, some electrical with my dad and a lot of carpentry, just doing, you know, installing cabinets. And I redid all the baseboards. So I knew the basics. They helped me learn the other stuff. Yeah, no, that's a lot though. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's great to grow up in a house where everyone's handy, but the fact that they were able to pass that along to you. And it really says a lot about my family in a lot of ways, because not every family passes those skills along. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious, Lindley, what challenges have you found yourself facing? Because you've been doing it for three years now? Yes, about three years in the carpentry and about one year in the sales side. Which one is more challenging? Being a woman in the industry, I guess. I guess as far as being a woman in the industry, being on the job site was a little more challenging. You know, I had to win them over and Mm -hmm. prove myself a lot more. But I've been met with some challenges as well on the sales side of mostly just getting, you know, the contractors who have been buying from us for years. And, you know, they have their favorite salesperson or manager who they go through. And I really just had to win them over and let them know that, you know, I knew what I was doing. I can take their order. I can fulfill their their needs and, you know, get their material to them so they can keep doing their jobs. Did you ever find that, you know, you were being met with, I guess, undue barriers in trying to communicate with people that you're selling lumber to? Or is it, has it been sort of smooth where as long as they knew you, they were fine with it? Yeah, once they got to know me, you know, like I said, I had to earn a couple people's trust. I think it's an advantage in the sales side when we deal with homeowners. Because a lot of times, you know, a husband and wife team will come in mm-hmm. or, you know, just the woman will come in because she's looking for something specific kind of aesthetically for their project. And I see that they tend to gravitate towards me. I don't know if they're just maybe more comfortable, you know, as far as the the wives and girlfriends talking to me versus talking to the guys. But I have found that that's kind of an advantage that I have. Well, that makes total sense because a lot of women will say when they go to, you know, a lumber store or a hardware store, one of the big box ones, especially that when they're talking to the salespeople, if the salesperson's a man, they feel like it's hard to communicate or it's hard to be taken seriously. So I can see why women would feel comfortable coming to you. Yeah. So in that way, it's, it's even an advantage. Definitely, yeah. Well, what challenges have you felt like you faced? Really kind of having to prove myself. There were several times where the boss would walk on site and he says, I need this done. And I was the first to volunteer for everything. And if I didn't know it, I would ask to be taught so that I could, you know, do it again in the future. Like make sure that you were the one up front volunteering, saying you'll... Mm-hmm. I've heard this before, yeah, from other people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You have to like assert yourself into the position. Yeah. I was just talking to a woman in the mining industry, Allison Holly, for 
How's Your Girls podcast episode. And like, it's been like that for her as well. But she was saying like, she wants to get to the point where you can just be average. Not that we personally want to be average, but it's just, it, it would be kind of a victory for women to get to the point where you don't have to be like the 100 A plus at the top of your game to make yeah. it because lots of men are out there doing these jobs and they're just at this like very basic average level. And we want to get to the point where women can do that too. It's a funny exactly. goal. Yeah. But I think that too has a lot to do with, you know, the percentage of women in construction right now, we're still a minority. So it's kind of shocking to walk onto a job site or walk into a lumber yard and see a woman working there. My company now, though, Dex and Docs, we have so many women working for us and it's awesome. There's a lot in management positions and up in our corporate office. So it's a really great company and they're very inclusive. Oh, that's wonderful. So is it a big company? Yeah. So we have 17 locations up and down the East Coast and West Coast of Florida and the Jacksonville branch here in Florida. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, you posted something on Instagram which was one of those funny because it's true things, but it said being a woman in the trades is just listening to dudes say, you have, are you having fun yet? 15,000 times a day until you die. <laughs> that and many, many other things. Like <laughs> it becomes comical eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think it hits a chord with so many women because yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's a fine line between like lighthearted jokes and then you know, like, come on, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your advice for women who want to get into, I guess, the lumber industry or construction, carpentry, but also the sales side of things? I would say I have to do your homework first. I think it would be kind of hard to come in here just completely blind without having any experience prior. I know being in the marine construction industry and actually being the one using the materials helped me so much to transition into selling them, you know, cause there was a lot of products I didn't have to learn. I already knew about, So I would say just immerse yourself in it, you know, get started somewhere where you're actually familiar with the products and come in and visit our store and we'll tell you about what we have. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about the advantages of the sales side of things with being a woman and women, maybe you're more comfortable coming to you. Do you think there are advantages to being a woman in construction in general? I definitely think so. Like I said, when we were working on projects, you know, a lot of times the girlfriend or wife or, you know, even just the homeowner being a female, she'd be met with like a design problem and she couldn't decide what she wanted to do. And I found a lot of times she would ask my opinion or I was able to come up with something maybe that the other guys hadn't thought of yet. Um, and she actually ended up liking that better. I don't know if it just has to do with the fact that I'm really creative and I've always been interested in like interior design and, you know, home design that helped that. I think I have a little bit better eye as far as like the fine details. A lot of times I was put on like the finishing work for projects because, you know, I just, I had an eye for the the fine details and the the finished product. Whereas the guys were better at just building the you know, the whole project in general. Yeah. And then I kind of went back and finished it off for them. So my background is trucking industry. So it's peripheral. It's a, I guess it's construction adjacent. But I'm now wondering, are there areas of construction that women get kind of funneled into? I mean, not office, but as far as like the actual boots on the ground construction sites, is, are there areas that women tend to get funneled into at this point? I see a lot of them on the design side, especially with like new home construction. 
you know, a majority of interior designers I find are women. Things that have, you know, a lot to do with really fine details and, you know, just things like electrical. I've known a lot of women electricians and plumbing and things like that. Just where you really have to have a focus for the fine details. I've found that women do really great in. Not that men don't, but we, we seem to have an eye for things sometimes that, that men don't. Well, speaking of fine details, I wanted to learn a little bit more about your business, Wild Oaks Creations. Can you tell us what you're doing with Wild Oaks? Yeah. So um, while I was working in marine construction, you know, we had some materials left over, some old materials we had torn off a dock and we were just going to throw them away. So I asked my boss if I could take some pieces home. And he said, sure, you know, take whatever you want. And I really wanted a coffee table made out of distressed wood. So I took some home and I built my first coffee table and decided that I would keep building stuff as long as, you know, he was willing to give me some materials. And it kind of transformed into this woodworking company where I do artwork and small furniture out of reclaimed materials and some new materials. So it's been really fun. It's been pretty successful too. That is so cool. So you're, you're taking custom orders. Is that how you're doing it? I do. Yeah. Around like Christmas time, once a year, I usually pick an item. Like last year, it was serving trays Mm -hmm. that I just focus on for the season and, you know, offer two or three different sizes and styles. I think I had over 35 orders last Christmas for trays. Mm -hmm. They were a big hit. So what are your plans for the company? Are you, do you want to continue doing everything yourself? Have you have any thoughts of expansion? I'm pretty comfortable with where it's at right now. You know, it's more of like an evening and weekend type project for me. It's something that I get to focus on on my own and run it the way I want to. So I do really plan on keeping it just myself. That's kind of my little little project here and there that I get to do. And I like having it in addition to my regular nine to five job. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual woodworking? What's involved in making, say, for example, a tray? There's really not a whole lot to it, which makes it pretty easy to produce many at a time. You know, you've got your lumber and then you've got your accessories like the the handles or the little metal accents. I do a lot of custom vinyl in the middle, like monograms and sayings and things like that. Um, My boyfriend actually got me a vinyl cutting machine for Christmas, so that's made it a lot easier. I was sourcing it from a friend, but I'm able to do it myself now. You mentioned your boyfriend. So let's talk about relationships for a minute because I've talked to a lot of women in non-traditional fields and the ones who have a male partner often say that they're very supportive. And I know it's true for me. And so I'm wondering, do you think that's necessary? And what would you say to someone whose partner is not supportive of their of their career goals in these non-traditional type fields? Um, Well, I've kind of had experience with both. It's funny because almost everyone I've dated in my life has been very much so like me. They're very like, you know, they're in the trades, whether it be like electrician or roofer. The guy that I'm dating now, Brandon, he's actually the total opposite of me. He's a suit and tie finance guy. (laughs) And I think it's true. What they say is opposites attract because, you know, he's so supportive because I think he he can't exactly relate to me or what I do for work. Um, he kind of sees it from an outside perspective, but everything I do, he's just so proud of me and he's, he's there for me a hundred percent. Oh, that's awesome to hear. 
I've seen, you know, in some of the Facebook groups, women talking about, you know, their husband or their boyfriend not being supportive, especially in some of the entrepreneur groups that are not, you know, our types of businesses, but maybe they're just your more traditional entrepreneurship routes, even like MLMs and coaching and things like that. But I've seen posts where women are talking about how they're having a hard time kind of expressing their entrepreneurship to their partners and getting that support that they need or the partners are telling Mm -hmm. them you're taking too much time on this or you know Mm -hmm. devoting enough time to the family or how would you advise women that are dealing with stuff like that I would just give them advice to kind of sit down with their partner and just tell them that this is their passion this is what they're wanting to do in life you know I'm sure the husband or boyfriend has his passions as well and they just need to respect it if that's important to them that they need to to back them up. It may not be traditionally what they thought their wife or girlfriend or partner would be doing in life. You know, I come home from work and I greet my boyfriend who's in a suit and tie and I'm in my dirty work boots and dirty <laughs> jeans. And, you know, I give him an air hug until I go change. But that's just kind of our dynamic and it works for us. That's great. I love that. I love that description. That's good imagery. (laughs) Well, I would like to know, Lily, what are your plans as far as your career? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Do you want to continue and grow Wild Oaks Creations or do you want to focus on carpentry and lumber sales or, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, like I said, I've been with Dex and Docs for a year now and I absolutely adore the company. So I definitely plan on staying with them. Um, And I do plan on keeping Wild Oaks on the side. I do have more time and room to give Wild Oaks. You know, it's not something that I do every single weekend and night. So I do have more personal time to devote to it if I wanted to and if if the demand was there. So if it does end up growing, then that would be great. But I do definitely plan on sticking on the material side for now. Really booming as far as the, the needs of lumber. Even with COVID and everything and the prices going up skyrocketed, somehow people still are wanting to buy lumber, which is really good for us. So I definitely plan on sticking around with the the lumber and supply side. Okay. And I have one question. I feel like I need to make this a regular question, but mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone will get it, but what is your favorite power tool and why? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I really like the nail gun for some reason. It's a very powerful tool to to hold and use. I mean, I have lots of tools that I like, but I think that's probably my favorite. That's very cool. I saw a picture of you holding, I think it was a drill, but I'll probably stand corrected later when I look at it again. But <laughs> I think I do have a picture with, yeah, the giant nail gun that we would use to frame up boathouses and things like that. That thing was a beast. It weighed like 25 pounds on its own. <laughs> Love it. Well, Lindley, where can our listeners get in touch with you? Mostly just my Instagram page, Wild Oaks Creations. I'm on Facebook as well, but I'll admit I don't upkeep that page as much as I do the Instagram page. (laughs) And LinkedIn as well, Lindley Oaks. Okay, great. And of course, in the Hazard Girls. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We love having you in the Hazard Girls group and following your work on Instagram. And we just can't wait to see where your career takes you. I need one of those traits. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. 
I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.